I'm Nick Holland with ISMG, and today I have the privilege of speaking with retired Brigadier General Greg Tuhill, the first Chief Information Security Officer of the U.S. government. Welcome, Greg. Thank you very much, Nick. So you're going to be at our summit in New York in a couple of weeks, speaking on the topic of implementing a zero trust model. What is, to recap, what is a zero trust model? Well, zero trust model is a security concept that, uh, frankly, one of the Forrester analysts came up with in about 2010. And it's one that I've come to embrace because I believe that traditional security models just aren't working. And in short, zero trust is a recognition that you really shouldn't be trusting anybody on the outside, which is what traditional security models have uh, been focusing on. But you really can't trust anybody on the inside as well. So during my presentation, I'll be addressing how to best implement that zero trust security model in today's environment. So, I mean, let's talk about the implementation then of a zero trust model. I mean, given the ever expanding tax surface we're seeing, plus clearly nation state attacks, uh, cybersecurity attacks from rogue groups and then lone wolves and so on. How can you actually implement that? Well, as you've hinted, the, the landscape has changed over time and the traditional perimeter is is dead. You know, frankly, you've got a mobile workforce, you're using multiple devices. Um, you know, as, as you well know, uh, people like me, I've got five to six different devices. I move all around. Um, I'm in my home office. I'm uh, in, in one of my data centers. I go to downtown DC, New York, uh, out to customer venues and the like. And I'm not unusual. That's the typical workforce today. So you want to have a security model that is going to have a measure of trust between a one-on-one -on -one conversation, which is what we've always strove to have in the security business. But we need to be able to protect our information regardless of where it is. It could be on-premises, it could be co-located in a data center, it could be in the cloud, or it could even be on a mobile device. So given the ongoing election meddling that's being perpetrated by Russia, Greg, um, what would you do to mitigate that risk? Well, frankly, there's three prime areas that can be uh, tampered with. And the first is registration. You want to make sure that we have integrity in the process so that only those who are eligible to vote can. And that is all handled at the local level. Um, I, I think that we need to make sure that we have very strong authentication, not only of the folks that are registering to vote, but also that database that has the enrollment records. Uh, that is high value assets that need to be uh, rigorously protected. Second, the voting machines that do the uh, tabulation, uh, where you actually go in and you vote. That needs to be protected and physical security as well as the supply chain of the software for those machines needs to be jealously guarded. And then the third, is actually the vote counting, the tabulation and the aggregation of all of the votes. That's critically important so that we make sure that we have an audit trail. And I'm a big fan of some of the paper ballots too. I know it sounds kind of like a Luddite in today's digital world, but I, I favor that. I'm not a big fan of electronic voting because frankly, I have not found a means of securing that vote 
that meets my satisfaction. But those three areas, those are three areas that warrant a great deal of attention at both the local level as well as the national level. So th- those are direct threats, obviously, to, to voting. Those are, those are very linear. This is somebody tampering with the election process. What about the more of a dotted line that we're seeing with things like Facebook and Cambridge Analytica and, and so on and so forth? I mean, how, how do you prepare for that, really? Yeah, you know, and your Jedi skills are impressive because I was going to pivot to talk about that myself. You know, frankly, the um, what we're seeing with what uh, doctrinally in the military is called influence operations. That's a traditional uh, concept that, frankly, humanity for thousands of years has been trying to make sure that you have a position where you can influence the thoughts and decisions of others. And, um, you know, frankly, as we take a look at the Russians who have been called out on this, this has been part of their doctrine for decades. And as a military officer, I was very familiar with their doctrine on influence operations. The way to combat that, uh, I think the best way is a free and open press. I think that uh, we need to encourage uh, our institutions that uh, folks like me raised our hands and pledged our lives in sacred honor to protect and to defend. And uh, I think a free and open press is one of the best defenses uh, against influence operations because the press is exceptionally good at ferreting out uh, falsehoods. So thank you very much, Greg, for that, I think, very enlightening conversation. That was retired Brigadier General Greg Tuhill, the first Chief Information Security Officer of the U.S. government and current president of the Six Terra Federal Group. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.